0: We just want to change the world. A nonprofit makes websites for other nonprofits. We want to expand aggressively. We are a nonprofit, but we want to think like a startup and we want to grow like a startup. A lot of them. And so we want to be in 48 cities all on one weekend building 48 websites for 48 nonprofits in 48 hours. That's the goal. These
1: kind of small to mid sized nonprofits, they might use their skills and resources to do good and not necessarily looking good.
2: This is the language of business a weekly podcast designed to inform and inspire entrepreneurs and anyone thinking about a startup. Learn about strategies that work and strategies that don't work. I'm executive producer Don Kelly. Our host is Greg Stoller, Harvard MBA and senior lecturer at Boston university Questrom school of business. On this episode, we look at 48 in 48, a nonprofit that builds websites for other nonprofits. First, Greg Stoller talks with Carol Williams, Executive Director of 48 and 48. Here's Greg.
3: Thanks, Don. How do you have the guts to ask 200 people to use their professional skills but know the in budget to pay any one of them a single dollar? <laughs>
1: It's a pretty easy ask, to be honest with you. So 48 and 48 has a goal to bring marketing and technology to nonprofits. And this is a way where people in marketing and technology industry are able to use their professional skills for good and feel a little bit more connected to their community.
3: You're based in Atlanta, but yet we're on location in Boston. How does 48 and 48 make money?
1: So right now we are strictly sponsorships. We are hoping to, to expand outside of that and we can do a little bit more grant writing and foundations and continue to build relationships with the local and national digital industry.
3: As executive director, is this your sole source of income?
1: forty-eight is my full-time job and I uh, have no other part-time job. So yes, this is my sole source of income.
3: What are you hoping to get out of this three, four, five years down the line?
1: I have an interesting situation in that I, I have a nonprofit background. Um, I worked with a national and actually a global organization prior to, to moving to 48 and 48. This is a new industry working really in the digital industry. And it was a change for me in that it is feels very entrepreneurial. And the reason is that when I first started with 48 and 48, I was the only staff member. The two founders are fantastic mentors for me, and so they've helped me along the way with kind of getting 48 and 48 off the ground to becoming an actual nonprofit organization itself.
3: Who are your sponsors of 48 and 48?
1: Would you like me to list a few of those? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So off the top of my head, I know that we have MailChimp as a sponsor. We have Google Fiber as a sponsor. A couple marketing agencies, BKV, Agency Sparks and impressive we have alexis uh, nexus is great And these brands are more than just sponsors. So many of these are also uh, participating and, and, you know, fully supporting the 48 and 48 concept. So not only are there monetary donations, but also providing volunteer support. So some of these brands actually have full development teams that will come in and actually be some of the development teams that will build the websites for the
3: nonprofits. United Way is helping you find the nonprofits. Who is helping you find the volunteers?
1: So that's on us. And we try to establish a local volunteer planning committee is what we call it. That's basically some select individuals who have bought into the concept of 48 and 48, love the idea of using professional skills for good and bringing marketing and technology to nonprofits. So these are the people who can really help us connect in each city they are the ones who can, you know, say, hey, this company would be a great volunteer. This company would be a great sponsor, whether that's a personal connection or someone that we might just knock on their front door.
3: And the companies aren't getting anything out of it except for doing good for the community.
1: That's a big part of it. And that's a big benefit for them. So different companies might uh, participate because of wanting to be in front of some of the demographics who are participating, whether that's the nonprofits or the other volunteers. But also it's, it's really great employee engagement, you know, and kind of shaping that company culture that's so important for so many companies, getting their employees involved, uh, especially doing something good in the community and especially something that's in their own industry.
3: Does the name 48 and 48 mean anything?
1: It does. (laughs) 48 and 48 was conceived when the two founders decided that they wanted to get their employees involved in the community. And how they could do that was deciding to gather their network. Uh, This was in Atlanta. And what they could do was uh, use their skills to build websites, which is something that, especially these kind of small to mid-sized nonprofits, they might use their skills and resources to do good and not necessarily looking good. So this is something that they really could be a part of. 40 and 48 is the basics of we are building 48 nonprofit websites in a 48-hour time frame.
3: Carol, thank you. Thanks so much. Carol Williams, Executive Director of 48 and 48.
2: Coming up, 48 and 48 helps the United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley. But first, meet the co-founder and sponsor of 48 and 48 as the language of business continues. Once again, here's Greg. It's one thing to start a nonprofit, but how do you then expand it nationally? We're on
3: location here in Boston with Adam Walker, co-founder and sponsor of 48 and 48. Welcome to the Language of Business. Thanks, glad to be here. How have you gotten your little nonprofit,
0: if you will, to expand nationally? One step at a time. (laughs) Just, you know, targeting each city and making connections with the agencies in each city and finding the volunteers, finding the nonprofits and finding the support we need. How many years into 48 and 48's founding did you decide to expand outside of Atlanta? Second year. And was there any magic to that choice or? We wanna expand aggressively. We are a nonprofit, but we wanna think like a startup and we wanna grow like a startup. You've introduced yourself both as a co-founder and a sponsor, how do you switch hats? I wear them simultaneously, and I think that's, <laughs> that's probably how that works out. So I, I co-founded 48, and 48 I also co-founded a digital marketing agency, and it's great because we bring our team to the event, and we volunteer, and we sponsor as well, and we help uh, with services and different things like that. Is your sponsorship monetarily based or in-kind based? In-kind based. And what does that mean? It means a whole lot of time from my team <laughs> to dedicated to building the platform and making sure everything's stable and works really well for the events. Is this your full-time job? 48 and 48, or sideways eight? Both. I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> On that, yes. Uh, out of 40 hours in a week, how much time do you allocate to each? I'd give 40 hours to Sideways 8 probably, right. and i give probably another 5 to 10 to 48 and 48. What do you see as the future of 48 and 48 or Sideways 8 three to five years from now? Uh, I'd say five years from now we'll be in, I'm going to guess, 20 cities most likely and uh, doing a lot of simultaneous events all across the country and hopefully internationally as well. We want to expand globally in this. For Sideways 8, uh, I'd like to expand globally as well, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're, we're growing. What do you think an exit strategy might be for 48 and 48? Say Merger? Well, we're a nonprofit, so uh, we don't want to exit, we just want to change the world. And so we want to be in 48 cities all on one weekend, building 48 websites for 48 nonprofits in 48 hours. That's the goal. That is high level math if you keep multiplying 48 it's gonna, by 48, it's right? Be ama- I think it's like billions of dollars of services in one weekend if we can pull that off, which would be amazing. Right now, you have a single paid employee uh, in terms of your executive director. How do you staff up? City by city. So if we go from four cities to eight cities, we're gonna need more employees. And we actually did just hire an employee. So now we have two that are kind of managing four cities, but when we get to eight cities, do we need three? I don't know, probably. Um we get to 16 cities, do we need, I don't know, do we need four, five, seven? I have no idea. Is there any cost associated with expanding to say 7th, 8th, or ninth city? Well, it's cost at every cities. On average, a city costs about $30,000 to put on. You know, multiple that per city and then grow from there. And how are you breaking down the 30000 It's everything from food to space to trips to in order to, to build up the community and build up the team. I couldn't even begin to guess all the rest. I don't, I don't remember the details of the budget, to be honest with you, but I've seen it and it's well thought out. Why did you decide in the middle of your career to suddenly get involved with a nonprofit for 20,000 hours a week? Somebody asked me, honestly. Jeff really came up with the idea and I thought it was a great idea, it was challenging, it seemed fun to give it a shot, and why not? You know, I want to change the world, so this seems like a good way to do it. Anything keep you up at night about 48 and 48? Before the first event, it kept me up almost every night, trying to figure out how we could build 48 websites in 48 hours. But after the first event, we hired Carol, and now it's her problem to not sleep at night. That's her (laughs) turn. So I'm good. I sleep just fine at night now. How do you define a website being created? It's a good question. So, I mean, it's typically a marketing site, a brochure site. So it's usually five to 10 pages. gives an overview of what the nonprofit is about, what they do, and a call to action to motivate people to get involved and help change their community. And if six months down the line,
3: somebody wants to change the website you've created for them, that's completely on their nickel.
0: Well, yeah, but they have access to it. I mean, they can change it the second day it's up if they want to. They can log in and make any edits they want. So we hand them over the website, and they can do with it as they please. And in terms of the following year, you're looking for 48 new nonprofits, not a continuation from... Yeah, 48 new nonprofits each year. So we may have to, you know, as we serve a city for multiple years, we may have to expand that market a little bit and say, you know, we're going to serve the greater metro area or something like that. But, yeah, 48 new nonprofits each year. Adam, thank you. Thank you. Adam Walker, co-founder
3: and sponsor of 48 in 48.
2: Still to come, 48 in 48 helps the United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley when the language of business continues. Our sponsor is Art Lifting. If you have a small business or even if you run a Fortune 500 company, you can uplift the look of your office with Art Lifting. Lifting has over 1,300 artworks in a variety of styles and prices. You can buy them or rent them and switch them up on a rotation every month or so. But wait, there's more. All of the Art Lifting art is by artists who are homeless or dealing with disabilities. So you not only brighten and uplift your office, you're helping local communities across the USA. To learn more and view the collection, go to artlifting.com. You're listening to the Language of Business. Once again, here's Greg Stoller. Thanks, Don.
3: Everyone wants to help a nonprofit, but can a nonprofit help other companies at the same time? We're on location in Boston with the United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley with Carly Osiello, Senior Vice President of Community Impact, and welcome to the Language of Business.
4: Thank you so much for having me.
3: How is the United Way helping other companies?
4: Well, we're doing it in a lot of different ways. We really rely on our companies and our corporate partners in general to give back to community and come together with us to really use the skills and the talent that they have to benefit the community.
3: But yet that's community development. What about other company development?
4: So in terms of other company development, we really look at the nonprofits that we serve as as companies as well. So when we think about those nonprofits, they have websites, they have other demands that they need to be working on their own business to make sure that they're going to be around for the long term and providing help to customers and also attracting new donors. So we bring those corporate partners together with those nonprofits to actually serve each other.
3: One of your latest initiatives is 48 and 48 based out of Atlanta. How is United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley benefiting from that?
4: One of the things that we hear from our nonprofit partners we survey them every year and ask them what their challenges are and one of the main things that comes to the top of the list every time are marketing needs. So that's everything from social media, web development, being able to be on Facebook and connect all of those systems together. It's a huge challenge they have. They don't often have the in-house talent to do that. So we're partnering with 48 and 48 to bring marketing professionals in to actually give their services to these nonprofits and help them get all of their web development really into the 21st century.
3: Do these startups or nonprofits that are the recipient of the work have to apply or have you pre-selected them?
4: They're going to apply and go through an entire application process. We really wanna pick nonprofits that are the most in need of the services and that are the most ready to actually be able to use the services that are provided for us. So we're looking at things like what's their long-term plan for social media and web development what are they trying to do in the community how are they communicating and to whom and then who are they really serving how will this service actually help propel them going forward
3: but usually need for a nonprofit is financially based how are you assessing need in this particular case
4: well you know it's true that most of the time we hear their need is, is comes out in financial terms but really when we survey nonprofits a lot of the needs that they put forward to us are things that you can't it's hard to put a dollar value on so it, it falls what I what we kind of talk Term skills-based needs so whether that's a need for a professional from a law firm or a marketing professional you know we try to ascertain from them how big the project is what we think that might go for in the market and then be able to pivot and, and pose that to marketing professionals to actually make that match
3: did 48 and 48 choose you or vice versa
4: Well, they came to us. What's really, I think, nice is that as they've moved around the country, they've always found United Way being a really good partner because United Ways, wherever we're based, we sit at the intersection of community need, nonprofits and companies that have volunteers and donors that want to help. What
3: makes United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley unique or different from other United Ways throughout the network?
4: I think a couple things, one thing that we really focus on at our United Way is harnessing the power of community and we do that by really looking at individual volunteers, donors, governments, so really looking very broadly at who's in the community to come together and really solve community problems. And then I'd also say another thing that sets us at lots of different needs. You're going to have everyone from a very small organization that serves new immigrants to a larger organization that's providing after-school programming for you know school-aged kids. So everyone's going to look different. They all have different needs. and We just want to find the ones that need this service the most.
3: How is United Way benefiting financially from this initiative?
4: What we are going to get is introducing a whole bunch of volunteers from the marketing profession to United Way and to the work that we're doing in the community. So hopefully those folks are going to be so inspired that they're going to want to volunteer more, perhaps give their dollars to these causes, and that's a big win for us.
3: It's a great story. Carly, thank you.
4: Thank you so much. This has been wonderful.
3: Carly Asiello, Senior Vice President of Community Impact here at United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley. Thanks, Greg.
2: That's our episode for this week. You can find links to 48 and 48 and the United Way of Massachusetts Bay and Merrimack Valley in the show notes for the episode. We now have downloads in 54 countries. The latest is Mexico. Hola. Gracias por el apoyo. Thanks for the support. If you subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, it would be a huge help. Social media for The Language of Business is by Jennifer Powell of excellentwriters.com. Consulting producer is Helen Tierney of Happy Accident Productions. Audio editing and voiceover by yours truly. Special thanks to Mike Carruthers of somethingyoushouldknow.net. For Greg Stoller and the entire team, I'm executive producer Don Kelly. Thanks for listening to The Language of Business.